That was the perfect when... note to start this recording. I welcome to the Master Movie Podcast, everyone. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, Gosh, now I feel like I'm on the defense. But to be fair, I was thinking the dirty stuff. <laughs> um, so tonight we, though so last week we spun the, for the first time we spun the Wheel of Curiosity. And it landed on my, one of my curiosities, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Was that one of your curiosities? It was. I did pick that for my, for my contribution to the wheel. It was not mine. Pixar didn't happen. Okay. Um, so full disclosure, I forgot we were recording tonight. <laughs> so I got oh. home, dealt with all my car issues and I'm just like, I don't want to think about anything right now. So I just hopped on my computer, started playing a video game. And, and then Alex says, so what time's good for you guys tonight? I'm like, oh, crap, we're recording tonight. I got to finish this movie. And so I so I did finish it. Um, What did I just watch? The greatest movie ever made. And I can't argue. That's the thing. I can't argue that. Um... Scott gained the power of self-respect. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Chris, did you Watch gain that. the power of self-respect? We're talk about it tonight. Oh, not even close. Um, well, maybe you need to beat more evil exes first, then. If I would need to date someone who had, ex- who had exes, but I'd have to date someone. Which is not happening right now. Um, so let's not make this about me. So uh, <laughs> okay, so, let's not make this about you. The whole reason we're recording today is because it's about you. Um, yeah, it is actually my fault that we're here instead of four days ago. So all right, let's talk about that sonic redesign. Looks good. I want to support them because genuinely they listened. This movie's still going to be trash. Oh, yeah. Absolutely going to be the worst dumpster fire of dumpster fires. But I still want to support it because they did listen to their fans and they did not do half bad. They did, on the other hand, spend $32 million doing it, making the Sonic budget bigger than the Endgame budget. <laughs> wow. Um, I think it looks okay. Um... I like the fact that they listen to. I really like Ben Schwartz. I'm a big fan of his. So, and he's the voice of Sonic. So, I, I want to support him for that. And I like Jim Carrey. I like the fact that he's going to go out and just be a character again. So, there are things about it that I'm interested in seeing. But as for like what the movie is, I have no idea. So, I, I the movie could be bad because the story could be bad. And it'd be like worse than Battle Los Angeles dialogue or something. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, it it depends on. I don't really remember what the villain was always trying to do in the game, and he I was don't remember. To capture Sonic so he could use his power of chaos control to take over the world. I mean, it was very mustache twirling villain stuff. Yeah. It was. I want to beat you because I'm the villain and I have an evil master plan. He keeps stopping me. But he's very charismatic. Well, it sounds yeah. like they've got a lot of backstory to kind of 
get to because he doesn't start out that way, right? Like he eventually gets to the point where he looks all fat and has the bald head and mustache. No, that's kind of how he always has been. Robotnik's no, always been in the movie. Oh yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something goes wrong. Um, he's exposed to. No, 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 no. He uh, the vegan police came for him. Um, so I don't think he was a vegan because he literally asked for a macchiato like halfway Man. through the through the trailer, and I'm really <laughs> pretty sure that's dairy. <laughs> I really, I really hope Alex muted his mic so because he's laughing so hard. I really hope that joke impressed him. <laughs> Um, I did laugh. Uh, <laughs> does Sonic really ask for a macchiato in the trailer? Uh, Robotnik does. Oh, like... Um, okay. Alright. Um, yeah, I think it looks much better. The The uh, creator of Sonic does want to see a cut of the movie with the with the with the previous design, which I actually would pay money to see. I, I like see. people would. At this point, yeah, they would now. Now they want to see that one. <laughs> this I mean, the fact of the matter is, the movie is costing thirty-two million dollars more than it was originally supposed to, and so that that the the, the studio is now like really gonna feel the pressure now if this movie doesn't <laughs> do well. But I feel like there's no way this movie won't do well with the support that it's getting behind to support the company for doing what they did. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of trailers and marketing when it comes out. They really oh, yeah. push, want to make their money. But uh, um, it's going to be all over the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't. I really. I don't really know if I'm interested. I don't really know who this movie's for. That is an excellent observation. This movie is for starting the Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe. Awesome. It's not actually. I was being very facetious. No, I know, but I mean, that would be awesome. No, it would be like, if that were to happen, they'd they'd treat it the same way like Pixar or Disney treats all their movies. Funny story about that. So they, uh, so not only did the, the, the director of Sonic talk about this actually, but the the writers of Detective Pikachu actually literally talked about this. They said, honest to God, like, we'd love to write a Super Smash Brothers movie, but they want to. They think it would be best to take an approach similar to the MCU. They, they said, you know, uh, they actually didn't call out the MCU. They said it's it's at, it would only work if you had multiple movies to establish the characters first and then bring them together into some kind of storyline. But it also has to be written in a way where each character is given their own spotlight. Yeah, I mean, any anyone who says they're building a, cin- a cinematic universe, but they're like, you know, we're, we're kind of lightly inspired by the MCU. No, you like money, so that's why you're making it. The MCU is making money. So I, I get it, but uh, uh, they, they have the best template because they took their time, and then... Um, I honestly think that the the movies building up to Avengers and Avengers itself are kind of just amazing because they're they're gently dipping their toe in with each movie, despite faltering on their second one. And by Captain America, they take elements of all the movies and set you up for a successful trailer at the end of the credits. So I I think if if people want to look at how to start, those are the movies they need to look at, just those. And then everything from there is, has to do with just experimentation i think the phase that works better between two and three is three because they were making mistakes in two a little bit more but i 
I, anyone who says they're making a cinematic universe and are just kind of like, you know, MCU, like, they did their thing, now it's ours, and I just, you know, kind of had that, no, you, everyone wants to be successful at it. It's just who you hire, um, the patience you have for your audience, and the, I would say at the end of the day, um, who you cast. That, that always ends yeah. up being the thing that, like, gets people, but um, that's why DC didn't work. Like, from the very first step, hiring Zack Snyder was the wrong move. Yeah. Okay. Um, did anything else happen? Um, a uh, certain streaming service went live. Technically. Oh yeah, Disney Plus launched. <laughs> Hold. Okay. I mean, I, I was I thought we were gonna lead to that, but honestly, yeah, yeah. like that took over entertainment news pretty much yeah uh i am right now in the middle of the seven day free trial right now um besides the mandalorian i have not checked anything else out um i will eventually but uh yeah i got the next three days to uh really dissect this thing um by the way the mandalorian is pretty good i haven't seen it couldn't tell you don't spoil it. I've been, I've been spoiled a lot already, so I don't oh, really mind. Oh, no! Eh. Well, Chris, literally, like, 30 minutes of the episode have been online for, like, months. Well, I haven't seen an ounce of footage. That's not, that's not it. Like, I'm, I'm just talking about places that are reviewing and headlines that are popping up about the show. In general, like now that it's out, people are talking about it. So I, I'm just seeing stuff, and stuff is getting spoiled regardless. I can put pieces together about certain things, um, but mostly what I keep hearing is that uh, everyone likes it. It's really good. So um, how many episodes are out? Two. Uh, one episode is it two. Two episodes are out Tuesday, and okay. one launched with the service, and then another one came out Friday, and they're going to and the episodes are going to come out on Fridays. Okay. Um, it is through and through an old school Western. Like it's pretty, it's pretty old school. Um, it's awesome. I like it. And that's all I got to say. Thank you for listening to everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, oh my. I, I... As you've been watching it, and how many episodes are going to come out? Um, eight. No, ten. Eight. Ten. Eight. All right, all right. Almighty Google, I summon thy powers. You must inform us on the amount of episodes of The Mandalorian there are. Eight. I wasn't asking you, Zach. Uh, how many episodes is The Mandalorian? Ah, damn it. Okay, fine. Eight. Um, season one's gonna have eight what episodes. That, what was that? What am uh, I? I am wrong. Wait. Say that one more time. I am wrong. It's the whole point of the freaking show, man. 
I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, yeah, to admit when we're wrong and yeah, to learn stuff, to learn from our mistakes and and uh, to really change deep down. Um, I haven't though. I mostly just watched a bunch of movies and uh, had fun with you guys. So I really don't know. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Outside of that, um, uh, I mean, I, they're all forty minutes long, apparently. I think I think eight's probably good because when I think of how like miniseries are starting now and shows and stuff like that. And you're getting people from the medium of like movies and stuff. They're used to writing stories in a certain kind of structure, and they usually run it about an hour and a half, two hours, maybe a little bit more. But the general rule of thumb is to like hit around an even number of hours, so that the structure has an ebb and flow. Um, I'm not saying that they couldn't do it in ten, but I like the fact that they understood either through budgetary reasons or through just understanding that there's a lot of filler in their show, maybe, that they could cut two episodes and tighten it up. And by making it, like, half four hours, half four hours, and having, an, uh, like, an overarching story, that might be what they were going for, something that's, like, like a movie, but just longer. But, uh, yeah. Alex, when you do get around to seeing it, I think you'll really get a kick out of it, because... Oh man, it's just—it's really good. It's an all I can say is like it's it's like tried and true, an old fashioned like western, but it's but it's Star Wars, and that's I think Favreau really Favreau apparently wrote all of season one, and so far he is like so far he's crushing it. I think I think he's really crushing it. Favreau's written six of the eight episodes of season one. I'm not even going to challenge that. I'm, I, I've given up. Dave Filoni wrote one episode, and Chris Yoss wrote another episode. I'm not even going to challenge that. I'm not even going to go to Google. I'm not even going to leave my phone right there. I'm just going to stare at my phone. not even going to contest that. Smart man. Yeah. <sighs> I've given up. It's It's been a hard week. Um, he's, got, he's using a computer half the time, Chris. Like... You're trying to go off memory, like Zach. You 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 always you're always using research against our minds. So you're probably okay. going to be right most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Alex, see. Have you seen anything of Death Stranding? I've seen a few videos, but I haven't done a playthrough yet. Okay. Okay, nice. Okay, just give just uh making sure we properly addressed that. I wanted to today, but I just didn't have a chance. Okay. Just remember that baby gives up one oh a thumbs up, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Son, you know it's cool down in there, down in your esophagus. If that clip does not make it. Into the into the real game. I'm gonna be really disappointed. Well, Chris, prepare to be disappointed. Did, you did not play the game. I own the I, game, dude. Did you beat it? No. Of course not. So you don't know. I um, like all the cutscenes though. I'm not sure how I'm gonna digest Death Stranding yet. Anyway. 
Um, all right, there's your Death Stranding update. Um, <laughs> I got nothing. Right, next week for sure. Next week for sure. Okay. Uh, um, <coughs> sorry. So, um, I swear something else came out. Or something else happened. But I guess uh, not. A video game came out. Let's not talk video games. Um, no more video games. Chris, it's your favorite franchise rolling its ugly head around. I'm only seven hours into it, okay? Um, Chris is very salty. Listen, that game is pure Dark Souls, and I hate it. But I love the game. The game's great, but I hate Dark Souls. It's not pure Dark Souls. Dark it Souls is pure is Dark Souls! It's harder. It's like easier than Dark Souls. <laughs> I never want to play Dark Souls ever. Good because I'll play yeah. Dark Souls and and throw my controller in a hole in my wall. <laughs> Even I know Dark Souls sucks. Dark Souls <laughs> is evil. As it is, as it is like a, t- a patience testing kind of thing, and it's hard. My yeah. company developed a Dark Souls game. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Um, so. Okay. That really sucks. I really thought there was more out. I guess, uh... Pokemans! What? What was that? Pokemans. Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon came out. Yeah, that's you. Um... Hey, man. It's news. It is news. Um... There really is nothing out. My God. I feel bad. Like, there's nothing... It hasn't even... I don't think it's even been a dead week. It's just, like... Disney Plus took, kind of took over Disney, yeah. John Favreau still wants to make his holiday special. Um, On that topic, Chris... Holiday so here's what we're going to do. Star Wars special. So, let me pull up my calendar real quick. Okay, so how many weeks until Rise of Skywalker? We got... December 20th. I'm seeing it December 19th. So we got one, two, three, four. Oh my god, we have five weeks. I'm not ready yet. It's okay, Chris. You will certainly watch the holiday special before then. Well, there's a good chance we are going to because I'm in I am doing I'm going to do the roulette thing. Not tonight. After tonight. We're gonna do the crazy. We're going to do nothing. We're going to spin that bad wheel right up until the Rise of Skywalker. And if it does not land on it, then that's not my fault. Okay. Tonight. We, listen, I'm going to, if you want to see it, I'm dragging, I'm possibly dragging you two through it. I I have a better idea. No, there is no better idea. No, 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 no. I got a, I got a wonderful idea to, to really, Really use the bullets to get you in the gun, all right? No, we are not. We are how not. Weeks, how many weeks not, do we have? How many we weeks? We have five weeks. We have five weeks? How many movies are on the bad movie wheel? Fifteen. There should 15? be 15. There better be fifteen. Fifteen? Fifteen. All right. We're going to choose ten or nine additional ones. No, we we're are not. Fill it up with. With a with a with a revolver wheel, and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna spin it every time, and we're not gonna add, we're not gonna take stuff off it until we get Rise of Skywalker or whatever's left. That's and just back on the a wheel. A whole another process that 
I can't even fathom right now. Like, we don't need that. I mean, have you played roulette before? Or, uh, like, like, have you played? I have played it every week after we went through all the Star Wars movies through... You, okay, between um, series that we've done. Okay. You know, the appeal of that is when you don't add stuff and it gets closer and closer. We don't and closer. add anything. We replace. Yeah. Well, well, the point, like, Zach, the point of the wheel is not, it's not where are we going to reach the holiday special. It's just another wheel of bad movies. And we've just made a big deal out of the holiday special. That's all. Still think we should try to get Chris to watch the holiday special beforehand. I I I would love it if he did, but at the same time, that's not what he wants. So the fact that we want separate things to me is like that's the universe. The universe is gonna pick. But listen, B was it to spin the bad wheel like four times in a row with the chance that he might land on it. That to me is that's awesome. Like that that really puts the odds in favor of it happening in general, rather than I'm... like push it and joke about it until he gives in. So I think the, the, the fact that Chris is willing to do that is awesome. I'm gifting you like what four chances to land on it, right? Four chances. Okay. Sure. Four. Ch- like, okay. Okay. We're spinning the good wheel tonight because I said we would last week. Okay. Okay. Next week, we will spend nothing but bad movies up until The Rise of Skywalker. And if it doesn't land on it, I don't want you to get mad at me. Okay? I don't want you to be mad at me. I want you to be mad at the wheel. Okay? I think that's fair. Mm, sure. I am gifting you full, like, what, three or four shots at me. Okay? I am begging this wheel to do its worst. Okay? And if it does not, but I'm leaving it to the wheel. If it does not land on it, I don't know what to tell you. But we are starting a new series after Rise of Skywalker. I'm just making that clear. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, with that, since. I'm taking a second look to see if I can find any extra news. Yeah. I, let me just make sure real quick, too. Do 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 Looking for news. He said, Wookie Wasabi. Gonna go down to where the news might be and see what the news might be. Oh, you took me by surprise on that one. <laughs> you blindsided me, man. Oh, like Sandra Bullock. Whew, okay. I, I, I don't think there's anything out there. Okay. All right, then I think we got a movie to talk about, boys. All right. Noise. I said I didn't know what all the fuss was about with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. I said, let's put it on the curiosity wheel because I've never seen it. I've heard so much buzz. I And I'm genuinely curious now. Yeah, legit curious. And I'm sick of people showing up at my door and threatening to kill me over seeing this movie. Um, yeah. What? Who did, who did that? Alex, sounds uh, like you were being very 
Very sneaky. Okay, it was me. I wore a mask. But at the same time, I really, really like this movie. I think that was a terrible wig, by the way, Alex. Um, I mean, I, I think I look better bald, too. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Did you? I did. Okay. I now know. Oh my god. That uh, was a ride. Right? Yeah. Okay, so you know how, like, leading up... Alex, you remember. You remember best, because you were there. Like, leading up to Last Jedi, like... Yeah. How I, I I was slowly won over to Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Same thing's happening to me with Edgar Wright. Well, uh, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm late, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Very late. But, like, not too late. For example, when we were all working together and I was super excited for Baby Driver, uh, no one knew what that was. No one knew it was coming. They, like, I knew the name Edgar Wright, but like he that hmm. but um <laughs> gosh what's wrong with me yeah um but like for me okay so like let me just take you through all my emotions through this movie. Like, like to me, it's like Edgar Wright is like. Don't take this the wrong way. Edgar Wright is painful, in the fact that I was cringing the whole movie. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like why? <laughs> like Scott Pilgrim is like. How do you even describe that character? Like I had a. I had a perfect, like, word to this, like... He's perfectly like, Canadian. That, and, like, he was, it was just, like, it's just, like, painfully cringe, whereas all the situations that he's going through, it's just, like, oh, my God, if I were in this, I'd be, like, I'd probably just, like, find the nearest bottle of bleach. But, like... And like you're, but it's like so cringe. Like you're, you're with him. You, you know. I mean, like that's what won me over with him. And then he did cheat on said high schooler, right? The random American girl that he met at a party. This whole movie is this movie is weird, man. Um, but like. I also like to point out he was twenty two in the movie when he did that. That's weird. Was, yeah, he dating a seventeen year old. Movie doesn't really shy away from that. I don't think. No. So like, but what I mean by like when he's like it's just so like, like he's so like awkward that it hurts. But that's, well, that's just Michael Sarah. That and like, that's what's endearing about him. 
And like, I was genuinely worried at the end when um when uh, Ramona was walking off, and I'm like, you better mother effing go after him. Don't make me have like if I have had to sit through this two hour endeavor without the ultimate payoff. And I'm just like, okay, I totally expect it these days because that's from what I've seen, that's usually how it ends. But I just like how like no matter how rough it got like he he kept me guessing, but he never, like, betrayed my trust. Like, that's how, like, I sat through all that, all that awkwardness and how painful that was. For this endearing character, it's like, just, just get the payoff, man. You just, just I was begging, just like, just get it over. Just get the inciting. I was like, the first 20 minutes, I'm like, just, just do it, dude. Just pull the trigger. Just get this movie going already. The movie started going. I was fine for most of it, but like, not that the not that it was bad. It was just like it was just me just like cringing so hard at how awkward and weird Scott Pilgrim is that it's so painfully real and endearing. And I just like how he doesn't like like he didn't betray like Edgar Wright didn't betray the audience's trust. Like he gave them what they wanted after just an ordeal of chaos and cringe and all that. And, um, which I honestly think is kind of, at least today from what I've seen, I again, haven't seen enough movies because the whole point is me watching more movies at least. Um, I feel like proper like payoff like that, like in this movie and in Baby Driver, is like a lost art now. Where it's always like the twist ending that nobody expects, like subversion of expectation. That um some people don't get right or most people don't get right, but the people who do are often hated on anyway, i.e. Ryan Johnson, poor guy. Um, Knives Out. I gotta see that. Two weeks. Anyway. This movie was good. <laughs> that was so much rambling. I am so stupid. <laughs> see? <laughs> see what no, I mean? no, no. I, I just wanted to not interrupt you. I wanted to let you go. Um, so my first question would be, um, you mentioned the ending a little bit. People have been talking about the ending for a while now. Who do you think he should have ended up with? Knives Ramona. or... Ramona. Okay. Ramona. Uh... I, I I've been on the fence for I was on the fence for a couple of years, but watching it again this time, no, I think he I think not only does he want to be with Ramona, I think like they're meant to be together. Um, I just think they fit. Um, uh, I I understand what you're talking about when it comes to Michael Sarah's awkwardness. Um, the funny thing is, this is actually him being cooler. That he normally plays his awkwardness. Oh, he, he became famous from one of my favorite shows of all time. It is amazing. It's one of the funniest shows ever made called Arrested Development. It uh, He started there, I think, when he was a teenager. Like, maybe when he was 16, 17, something like that. It is, if you think this is awkward, Chris, he is 
I think he's hilarious in the show, but also his like I I think you would just die if you think this is awkward. What he does on Arrested Development is like double what you think he's doing here. This is him being more charming. This is him being more fun. This is him being cooler. He is also down like this sort of um, cool atmosphere that you're supposed to have when you're in the music scene. It's like uh, whatever sort of thing like that. He is doing that. The movie is sort of making fun of that. But at the same time, he is way more charming and less awkward than he has been in other roles. Also, the I would point say, out about Arrested Development, Chris, that's a Russo Brothers project, so that's, yeah, like, I know. additionally funny as hell. Also, yeah, they, they, it's narrated by Ron Howard, which is kind of good. <laughs> Arrested Development is one of the best shows ever made. Like, it really is. It, its writing is impeccable. Uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, uh, so... He he would go on to like I think there are like three movies that really show his range of being awkward. There's Juno, which he is way more awkward in that movie than he is in this, but he's also really sweet in it. This movie, he's like the coolest he's ever been. And then there's uh uh God, what is it? Uh, Noah and Jesse's Infinite Playlist or something like oh, that. Oh oh, Zach. Uh, uh, yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know which one you're talking about. Uh, sh- sh- uh, sh- Nick Norris and the playlist. That's it. There you go. Uh, he's actually really good at that. I think he's he's not necessarily awkward, but he's also not like overly cool and fun. And I, I, I really like him in this. I think this is his best performance ever. I think he ranges from being awkward to being funny to being romantic to being serious. To actually fighting, that's him fighting, that's like usually not a stunt double. He learned all those moves. He also knows how to play bass. He had to actually tone it down for the role because he's played music for years. I I think he's great in this. Um, but I could see how that could be a turnoff or that could like weird you out. Um, that is certainly a remnant of the era of when The Office came around in like 2004. And uh, um, uncomfortable, awkward humor became king. That's why that's how like mockumentaries came into style is because you were catching you were te- you were pretending to catch people in real embarrassing moments and you like mind the comedy out of those situations, and that is where he blossomed in scripted comedy more than anything else. And I I don't think we'll see him come back on this level again. Like he was the most popular person in this movie when it came out despite the plethora of stars. Like, there is an immense amount of stars in this movie, but he was the biggest name. And he even toned out his paycheck just so, like, they could get some things done. It, it is a really odd time in 2010. This, this movie is a, it is a time capsule of 2010, for sure. The, the music, the, people, for sure. The, the other thing I, I'd love to talk about this movie real quick, actually... Um, is that this movie is actually super faithful to the comic Scott Pilgrim, um, except for one section of the movie. <laughs> um, so Scott Pilgrim, which is uh, the graphic novel that this is based on, written by uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, uh, had written Scott Pilgrim since 2004, and Edgar Wright picked it up sometime in 20- 2007, started to figure it out. Um, the funny thing is that the series' last volume 
which Edgar Wright had no access to, didn't release until about a month before this movie came out. So Edgar Wright had an incomplete story that he had to write an ending to. <laughs> um, and what's really funny, actually... Oh, no. No, 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 no. This is actually the best part about it. This is actually the cool thing. So Edgar Wright wrote his ending, uh, specifically the ending at... Um, I forgot what Gideon's bar is called. I forgot what the, the bar is called. Uh, Chaos Theater. Yeah, so at the Chaos Theory, <clears throat> that whole sequence uh, at nice. the time Nicely had shot. not been written at all. Um, he wrote it, Edgar Wright wrote it, and then gave it to Brian O'Malley to see what he thought, and he liked it so much that he wrote that scene into the final volume. So Edgar Wright functionally wrote the last graphic novel volume of Scott Pilgrim. Functionally. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it's a so, little it's a little bit more there's a little bit more going on in the comic than that. Just they they had to end some stuff and then there's an epilogue that was written, but functionally Edgar Wright wrote the last major action sequence of the series from the comic standpoint. So this is the one time where the movie did it first and then the comic wrote after the fact. Mm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so the Chaos Theater scene actually at the time didn't exist. Um, the series literally ended, uh, the last volume had ended right after the Katanagi twin sequence, basically, where um, at the very end of it, uh, Scott ends up getting kin- kidnapped. And um, and Scott's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna, We're just going to... Move away for some time. If you notice that there's that fade out before they start the chaos theater stuff a little bit, where there's that those months go by or whatever that it makes you seem like. That yeah. was because Edgar Wright didn't quite know how to finish it, and he just kind of did a quick skip and then moved his character where he needed to. Um, in the comics, there's actually a four month time skip where Scott ends up going to Northern Ontario uh, and does some other random stuff and then figures some shit out and then. Uh, saves Kim and then goes and like does some other stuff. Okay, so oh, that's great. But I want to go back because I just realized right before I had made that great trivia guess that I did not think I was gonna get um, <laughs> that my mic was muted. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to say while Alex was speaking. You okay there, Chris? No. Um. I'm not okay. I'm never okay. So, what I was trying to say was, like, it wasn't a the awkwardness of Michael Sarah wasn't a wasn't a turnoff for me. Like, I found it endearing. I just couldn't help but cringe at how awkward it was. Well, that's because Michael Sarah is just an awkward guy. Yeah, but seriously, Edgar Wright is starting to turn into one of my favorite writers. Like, you sh- he should because he's that a guy, player. that guy is like talent. Here's the deal. Here's how talented he is. I want to see the movie that Chris Evans, that Chris Evans's character was supposed to be in. I want to see that movie. Yeah, you listen to me. You listen here, Bucko. <laughs> I love that. Like. That whole fight was mostly just Scott versus his stunt doubles, and then he just, like, 
beat him because he made him skateboard down a hill so fast that he blew up. <laughs> no. Yes. It, to me, it was like, oh, no, what was it? It's like, <laughs> what was the focus? Like, <laughs> he just, he just presses five, five, five with the barrel of his gun. He's like, listen here. <laughs> the next click you're going to hear is me hanging up this phone. The one after that is me pulling the trigger. <laughs> I just like I, I want to see I, that. I, so I, literally, like the the beauty of this game. Tr- uh, the, I say it, but it's like that's what it is. The beauty of this movie is that it's truly just a side-scrolling platformer video game adapted as a movie. Like, <laughs> no, but it is. This 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 game is literally. I I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, is, is, is game? Oh my god! Scott Pilgrim wow. is a fucking video game. <laughs> no, uh, when I, when I <laughs> sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. It, okay, it's okay. It's there. It's there. When I when I I'll watch mute, this movie, I can't help but think of like, like two, one of two, like two things. Either I think of like the old Metroid games on the NES, SNES, uh, and like Metroid Fusion, the side-scrolling shooters. Or I actually think of, like, games like Turtles in Time or X-Men like that quite a bit. And that's actually, uh, when they made um, a Scott Pilgrim video game they did uh, quite a while ago, uh, which is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the Game, is a side-scrolling beat-em-up, which is, like, one of the best games of the two- of 2010, actually. Uh, and it did really well. Uh, and it got really high, re- high reviews because it adapted the story of uh, the comic to the to the um, to the thing it it just like feels like a beat 'em up the whole time. Like you you get there and you see you know your your classic villains. Like I mean, the first major villain you see is literally just an Indian dude with like punk devil chicks, like running around throwing fireballs, and it like just makes reminds me of like a Ridley fight basically. Like you fight you're fighting Ridley, and you just gotta hit him enough until he dies. This yeah, was I, I I totally see what you're saying. Chris. Even yeah. like even the sequence against like Chris Evans's character, like I could definitely see a side scrolling beat him up where you just see like six or seven of the same guy using the same animation, and you just got to beat the shit out of them, and then you fight the one guy who's like really hard. You know, it really just feels like a side scrolling beat him up. That like, <laughs> sorry. Scott well, Pilgrim is an epic video game. It is Hashtag that video. one. <laughs> and it literally I, has one too, and it's a great game. I love that game. But like like games like that are games like like <sighs> Double Dragon, Battletoads, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage is like probably the best example of what Scott Pilgrim's like. Even like Turtles in Time. X Men. I mean, I you know any like games are at old Willow Creek. You know half their their games there were old beat 'em up style games, and people spent days and hours playing those. People love that. Yeah, and this Pop Pokemon of the World versus the World really takes advantage of those kinds of of games, and they're really fun, and people love it, and people love watching it, and. The story's really fun, and it's it plays off it, and then it plays off, you know, classic Edgar Wright stuff on top of that. Like, literally what people don't realize is that Ramona Flowers has the ability to travel through dimensions to make her deliveries. 
Oh, she admits it. Yeah. It's, it's like, really weird. And, like, even the scene of, like, Sex bob versus the Katanagi twins is, like, straight of, out of a video game. You know, it's, it's, it's straight up, like, a final, it's an ultimate attack from a Street Fighter game where, you know, Scott throws a giant, you know, abominable snowman gorilla thing and the twins fire off double dragons. I mean, one of them's probably freaking Hanzo for all I care. From Overwatch. I mean, like, it, but that's the fun stuff of that. People love that. Um, so, Chris, do you have, do you have a favorite uh, gag in the movie? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, my, I did. My favorite <laughs> has to be when uh, Scott jumps through the window of, of his... Of that was... That was jumps pretty... <laughs> I just remembered that. Yeah, he's out, jumps out window. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Grabs coat, walks behind <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, the whole time That's I'm good. thinking... The whole time I'm thinking, like, how do you write this? Like, how do you... Oh my gosh. There must have been a lot of ganja being passed around in the writers. Room. <laughs> um, well, uh, the thing is, that's the kind of stuff that he perfected through the Cornetto trilogy. That's that's the great thing about Edgar Wright. Like, he, the way he uses a camera, the jokes he makes, like, you'll be surprised when we go through those three movies what you had, what, what he had already figured out would be the best parts of his style and what he could, like, deviate from that. Uh, before he even got to Baby Driver and uh, and this movie, um, I think my it's not necessarily a gag, more like a running joke. Is when his gay friend keeps answering the phone and listening in on the conversations. Like every yeah. time, it's like, how did you how do that? It's like he's like, <laughs> it's like he told me he's like what he looks over and he's on <laughs> he's on the phone. By the way, so uh, when it comes to Wallace, he is by far my favorite character of the movie. Do you have a favorite character at all? Favorite performance at all? Like everyone in here is famous. Brandon Routh was super. Brandon Routh was Superman. Um, before be this, Superman again, and he will be Superman again if he's not already. Um, uh, DC. Yeah. Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph was pretty funny. Uh, Chris Evans was pretty. Uh, his stunt double bit was pretty good. Um, not gonna lie. Wait, who played um, Matthew? What was his last name? Patel. Patel. Yeah, he looked like Adam Lambert. <laughs> no, it was um. I. I forget his name. Um, I'm gonna be completely honest. For like the first two times I watched this movie, I literally thought Gideon was played by Zachary Quinto, and he was just. That's what I was thinking. But it's not Zachary. It's not Zachary Quinto. It's not Zachary Quinto, though. (laughs) God. Um, Uh, I think we would know. He would be taller for Zachary Quinto. Yeah, but like I, uh, I thought it was because he looked just like him. 
But uh, he's actually played by Jason Schwartzman, which is awesome. Jason Schwartzman. Uh, I love Jason Schwartzman. Who is awesome and hilarious, and apparently he looks just like Zachary Quinto when you put him in a terrible, like, 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 like wig and give some sideburns. <laughs> but. Yeah, he would look, like, if he had a Spock wig, he'd look sure, but, like. I, yeah, J- Jason Swarthman, uh, famous for the band Phantom Planet for Rushmore. God, I, I yeah, Jason Swarthman. Sorry, what was that? I, I said nothing. Christ, uh, Jimmy said. I, I, he's in. The, he's in there for like fit, ten minutes. Like he's the star of Rushmore. <laughs> Mr. Fox. Again, he's like the sud. He's he's not the star. Like okay. Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore. I'm totally and also like... cheaters. Cheaters. Brie Larson really stood really stood out to me. He's like barely in the movie though. Still, but the, I know, but like, and, and the other thing is, is if you didn't know she was okay. in it, you probably wouldn't know it was Brie Larson too. Yes, I would. Yeah, like, shut up. Um, shut up, Zach. It doesn't look like her though. That's the thing. Like that doesn't. Yes, it look... does. Yes, it does. Not really. Like, I disagree. Her hair is in like in a weird bun to me. Like, like I'm used to seeing Brie Larson with her hair like down and like long and stuff, and that's not great. Like, maybe it's just because Envy I'm, Adams is not is not how I imagined Brie Larson. Maybe it's so, just because okay. I'm like yeah, go ahead, Chris. Maybe it's just because I'm used to seeing her as Captain Marvel, and it's like just a complete departure. Even though she acted ten times better in. in Scott Pilgrim than she did in Captain Marvel, she in my also opinion. Looks, like, I understand that this movie's, like, almost 10 years old, but she, like, also looks, like, 20 years younger in, yes. in this movie. <laughs> but. She looks like she's, like, 10 years old in this movie, even though, like, yeah. mm-hmm. she, she was only 20. Not my favorite character. I'm yeah, just saying. She... Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what I find the most interesting thing is she got into show business as a pop star. She yeah. has music videos. She had a, she was a singer. So when you when I saw her this I was like, oh yeah, she was a singer. And I saw her do the song on stage and I was like, oh yeah, no, she's like selling it because she used to. Like she knows what she's doing. And then yes, I agree. Knowing the performances she would do down the line, knowing the one that especially she would an Oscar for, like it really uh, it, she doesn't seem like this person. Like this seems like an entirely different person from her. Like, yeah, she's totally different. It's crazy. Um, like, and I like think her. I, obviously, when you like one at a time. Sorry. Um. Oh, I'm okay. Like, obviously, when you see the credits and you know who's in it, you, you're like, oh yeah, that's Free Larson. But like, the thing is, is if you went in this, you didn't know the cast, you didn't know anything, and I saw that character, Natalie Adams. I wouldn't know that was Brie Larson. I would have assumed Brie Larson was someone else. I also couldn't tell exactly who Scott's sister was because I thought the, the actress who played Scott's sister also looks like Audrey Plaza. Oh, it's Audrey Plaza. <laughs> that's movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that's the thing. Like, I think Anna Kendrick looked just like, uh, like Audrey Plaza in this movie. Like, there's a lot of actors and actresses who just don't look like them their normal selves. Even Chris Evans didn't really look like Chris Evans in this movie. He looks like Wolverine. Yeah, he looks like Hugh Jackman. Like, it's weird. And, like, Jason Schwartzman looks like Zachary Quinto. Like, this, like, 
you wouldn't know who these actors were if you didn't know their names were attached to the movie. Obviously, like, Audrey Plaza is really hard because she just has that look on her face. Like, oh, you're like, oh, that's Audrey Plaza. But, like, Anna Kendrick didn't look like Anna Kendrick in this movie. Brie Larson didn't look like Brie Larson in this movie. Chris Evans didn't look like Chris Evans in this movie. Even Kieran Cuckland didn't look like Kieran Cuckland. Well, that's not true. Kieran Cuckland always looked like Kieran Cuckland. But that's beyond the point. But, like, even, like... What? He's he's Macaulay Culkin's brother. He's Kieran Culkin. I do I recognize him from something. I do I recognize him yeah, from something. He's, he's just yeah, he's, he's ass on confession right now. But like the the point that I'm saying is that like nobody looked like you would expect. Bren Routh looked like himself, which is kind of funny. No, like, he looked like the protagonist to uh, Death Note. No, Bren Routh looked like uh, Ray Palmer in this movie. Honestly, like he looked like a white haired Ray Palmer. But like the just there was a quite a few actresses in this movie that just didn't look like themselves. That like kinda of bugged me a little bit. Yeah, I feel like everyone it was casted perfectly, but also oh, yeah, casted yeah, yeah, yeah. type. Yeah, uh like I when I look at just the actresses in this movie, it they don't look like what I'd expect them to look, which is good. That's a great thing I want to point out. I don't see Brie Larson playing this role. I don't see her looking like this. I don't see her being like this. But that's the beauty of it, is that she does, and she's great. Like, yeah. Um, that, that's the thing. Like, she, she, she does, and she, she's just wonderful in it. And that makes me love her as an actress even more. And, you know, I obviously got introduced to Brie Larson as an actress through her independent movie, Short Term 12. But, that that's just a thing though like not everyone's gonna be introduced to actors in the same way yeah i knew about her for a long time and then watched this movie and just did not realize that it was her until i got to the end of the credits i was like oh my god that was yeah yeah she doesn't look like herself which is great i like that a lot To answer Alex's question, I'm leaning towards Scott Pilgrim. I think he's my favorite character. As awkward and cringy as he is, he is endearing and charming. I was getting, I was like, it was close. Like, to me, I was going to be like, okay. Like, I was going to pick Ramona, but. I got more out of I got more out of Scott Pilgrim than I did out of Ramona, to be honest. Although her kicking the lesbian's ass was pretty good, <laughs> I was like, "Please, have her do something." I'm like that was pretty damn great. <laughs> as weird as it is, I'm You're not right. the biggest fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, that's her name. <laughs> um. <laughs> She obviously is great in the few things that I love her in, but the large chunk of her filmography just bugs me. <laughs> like, she's great in Fargo. Oh, well, hopefully. Sorry, she's she's great in Fargo, and she's great in Swiss Army Man, and she's great in Scott Pilgrim. But to me... That's 
basically where it ends. Um, I don't really. Uh, I guess she's fine. Ten Cloverfield Lane too, but like she. What? She's really good at that. Yeah, but like she's good. She's great in like three or four things, and then the rest of her career has been very like, eh. If you know what I mean. She was in Ten Cloverfield. I, I think she was the lead. Uh, I oh my God. I think she I think she's a good actress. I just think she doesn't always look out in choices, especially when her career started in a horror movie that kind of has literature to a bunch yeah. of other horror. Movies. Because she started, uh, she started in Final Destination. One at a time. Yeah, she was part of the. She was part of Final Destination three, I believe, and uh, she she would do Death Proof. She would do the Thing prequel. Yeah. But there's she. It's been hard for her to kind of leave that and prove herself. But honestly, she's going to be in the new Margot Robbie led Gotham City Sirens. So she's she's moving up in the world. Yeah, she's in Bird. Uh, yeah, she's in uh, Birds of Prey. Isn't she also um, in Gemini Man, which I heard was all right? Oh my gosh, she was. Uh, I don't know. No, she was. Um, but yeah, like, oh, and she was in Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, I forgot about that. She was in, like, my... F- Chris, uh, Alex, you saw Love, Death, and Robots, right? Not me. I did, yeah. Yeah, she was in that. She was in Ice. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, because I I forgot that that show like was she was in the episode directed by Tim Miller. That was the one where they had the refrigerator with like the that kept oh like, that one going forward in time. That one was great. Ah, um, ice. yeah, ice. Yeah, ice was well, Ice Age I think is what it's actually called. But uh, yeah, that's the movie I've seen. Yeah, well, first off, Chris. I think you specifically should watch Three Robots. That movie is so funny. That one's hilarious. But, uh, uh, Alex, I know you've seen this whole thing, and I know that this one's a really, really weird show that I think like anybody who's big in film should watch all of these because they're all crazy and they're all weird. And I personally am the biggest fan of Three Robots, Sunny's Edge, and then the... Um, the space one where it turns out that they're all dead. <laughs> I liked them all. Like, yeah, they were. All... I didn't think really. Yeah, I watched it with my dad, and every after every one, we were like, "That was really good. That was really good. That was really good." Like, it's yeah. just solid, simple, like short sci-fi, and I don't really have any like real critical thought. I thought they were all creative and just fun. So I think everyone yeah. should see it. Well, actually, I think Fish Night is like the most creative one I saw. Though that was the one. With the two dudes that their car breaks down in the desert and then they all turn into like space fish and stuff. That, that one's weird, but like it's beautiful. It's it's pretty. Chris, I I honestly God highly recommend you see Love Death Robots. It's on Netflix. It's really great. Um, it's Add it to the space. backlog. Yeah, I mean, I it's weird, but sorry, Alex, you go. Uh, it, I was just saying it's it's weird, but it's fun. Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's I think you could watch the whole thing in about five hours, if I remember correctly, right? I they're all like 10 four or twelve minutes. It. What? It felt like four when we were watching it. Was it about four hours? I have no idea. I'm just saying, like, it didn't feel like 
the lake that you're saying it is. Yeah, it, so they're about they're all about twenty, like fifteen to twenty minutes each, which is great. And there's eighteen episodes, so yeah, yeah. It just reminds to be it reminded me of like coming home and seeing weird stuff on Adult Swim. Just it, every, a lot of variety, a lot of fun. Yeah, weird. I mean, I, I like. Yeah, it's it's fun, Chris. You should see it. It's really great. As Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. So just kind of pour back into Scott Pilgrim. Uh, she's. I am about to drop a bomb that I haven't dropped in a while. Sure. Hashtag back to Willow. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so back to Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the actresses don't necessarily look like what I would expect them to be in, at least. Um, they all went I, in completely different routes. All yeah, of them. Except yeah. Chris Evans and Brie Larson, who are now yeah. in the same franchise together. I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily say that. I mean, so Audrey Plaza is kind of in stuff. Um, yeah, I guess. Anna, what has Anna Kendrick done as of late? Anything particularly interesting? Oh, she just did a movie with Blake Lively. And uh, it was directed by Paul Feig. I guess technically, yeah, I I guess you could say Scott Pilgrim versus the World is like just uh, is like kind of like wasn't Anna Kendrick Trolls married? Too. To Chris? She's doing Trolls too. Yeah, but wasn't she married to Chris uh, uh, Chris Pratt? No, no, that was. No. Uh, you're thinking thinking of Anna Ferris. Um, Anna That's... Kendrick. Go on after Scott Pilgrim to be nominated for an Oscar. She would do the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Blake Lively. No, she's consistently working. Doesn't she have a Disney Plus movie right now? With later? No, it may be Netflix. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Um, that Disney Plus. I don't think so. I don't remember. Anyway, um, Edgar Wright is um, alive and well. Um, that's about as much as I could say. Um, he's not OD'd yet. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think Edgar Wright ever would, but Edgar, yeah, Chris, I'm really happy. This is like, is this your first Edgar Wright movie you've seen? Uh, no, I've like, seen Baby Driver. Okay, so honestly, I'm I'm really happy that this is like the first movie you, you kind of get to watch it's like kind of a real dive into what like normal like newer older Edgar Wright stuff is I hope to god this movie is never forgotten ever I don't think it will because like uh Chris I'll, I'll tell you uh I, I think I mentioned this a little bit last time but like I go to a video game convention every year and part of that uh the tradition of that convention is to do a Scott Pilgrim sing-along uh and they also have added Detective Pikachu to that that route too. So now it's a double feature. Oh, that's so, two. So, that's like that's fun. That's like two sides. That's like two sides of a of the Grand Canyon. Like you got. That's like pull. Wow. Um, a lot of fun. <laughs> but like, yeah, I. I don't know what it is, but Edgar Wright, the two movies I've seen of his have really just, like, hit, like, 
a nerve, like hit a nerve with me that I could easily get behind. And it's really guys. Great. I don't know how he, Oh my gosh. How in the, how did he write this? Very carefully. He's just, um, he had the, the books to help him because it wasn't his original story, but he's, He's written original work before. Um, okay. And this, this is how he writes his stuff. Like, every camera, movement, angle, everything. It's all specific. It's all meant to keep you interested in what you're watching. It's always... There's something always going on on screen. Like, with the sound, his music choices are always interesting. He just... He had a TV show before he made the Credito trilogy called Space. And he just kind of worked all of his uh, style out there. And then by the time... Uh, Shot of the Dead came out, he had already perfected it. Shot of the Dead is a perfection of his style, and then everything since it is just an evolution of it. But he, just, he's got five movies, and he's incredibly detailed. He's got, he's got a sixth one, one coming out time. here. Yeah, he's got another one coming out soon. Um, I, but for someone with only five movies, it's like Tarantino in the sense that they just hack as much detail into every frame into every scene into all the characters like he they make movies for you to rewatch over and over and over again that's it's great it's just like a really good song or album you just want to just keep watching it over and over again i love that the last thing in the movie is a countdown and i don't want to quit i want to continue that's i want there to be more but i a lot of this has to do with a lot of um nostalgia i have I, I worked at a record store when this movie came out i listened to the soundtrack all the time the soundtrack was produced by my second favorite band ever i, I i've seen them a lot their 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 footprints are all over this I, I i have a lot of reasons to love this movie but watching it again i really appreciated that ramona is a lot like scott and they do both grow and they do both deserve each other and the opportunity to move on to be adults and be uh, a pair and a team to attack the world. And I love Knives. I love Knives. Watching it again this time, <laughs> I love Knives. She is the best. Not just as a, just as a character. Like, I love it. Like, the first thing she says when, like, she walks into the movies, he's like, just be cool. And she's like, am I not cool? I, like, already off the bat, he's like, just warping who she is and he doesn't need to he just is and she's just accepting it because she loves him so much and and then she just evolved and it's i i, I love that character and the thing is i've kind of done what scott did i i dated someone in high school when i wasn't in high school and i like i get the idea of like running away from the responsibility of being an adult and just completely ignoring the repercussions and consequences it has on the other person so I watching it now, like Dives is too cool for Scott. Period. Like, and and a story. I wish there was a continuation of this world through Dives. Like, lover. Yeah, just like, um, I had to, much like, um, much like, uh, Gideon, and when I how I thought, um. I thought Gideon. Oh, we thought Gideon was played by Zachary Quinto. I think I'm in, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm in like a very like weird space of like, like, like I said, like we said, like Star Wars Protocol is in effect. 
right now yeah. at, at uh, Castle Maestro. And, like, I've been thinking a lot about how, like, how the, I've been thinking about, like, what's going to happen and all that and what's going on and what the purpose is behind everything else. Like, I've been thinking a lot about The Last Jedi, which makes me want to just watch the movie again. <clears throat> but, like, for whatever reason, I had to tell myself constantly, Knives is not played by Kelly Marie Tran. Knives is not played by Kelly Marie Tran. Knives wow. is not... Like, Bart on a chalkboard. Okay? I had to keep telling myself that. I was just like, I am in a very weird place right now. <laughs> yeah. <I> okay. <laughs> and I I know people are probably going to say, Maestro, that's probably the most racist thing you've said on, this, on the air. But no, it's... Listen to me, okay? It's nothing to do with race. I've are been sure? thinking. Are I'm, you sure? I'm pretty sure. Like it's just, yeah. I've been thinking. Like I've been listening to a lot of conversation about Rose, about uh, Rose the character, and for whatever reason, I just could not get it out of my head that like Knives is not played by Kelly Marie Tran. I don't know why I had to convince myself of that, but I apologize. <laughs> anyway, I think you have a. Sure, I think you have a legitimate reason, but yeah, it's like it's totally about race. <laughs> Don't say that. You're admitting it, and, and that's fine. Like that's the best part. You're coming out and saying, "Yeah, I, I made this mistake, and I'm trying to own it." So that's cool. But like, it, it's about race. <laughs> and also, yeah, you're thinking about Star Wars, and that's the only Asian character in Star Wars. So that's also on Star Wars. That's yeah, not the only Asian character in Star Wars is the guy from Solo. Uh, yes, that's right. And the and the the guys fr- uh, uh, from Rogue One. So there are. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me remember this guy. Dead air. Um. <laughs> gosh, Asian guy from Solo. I've only seen Solo once. Um, but I know this. Uh. <laughs> Wait. Fairness, I said the word solo and I meant uh, Rogue One. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember. I was accessing my data banks in my memory, in my <laughs> core memory, trying I, to figure I, out. I, 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 I just had to let you roll with it because maybe. All that was coming I, up. Maybe I seemed smart, but I didn't think that was the case. All that, all that was coming up was the, was the guy from um, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, that might have been a possibility. Maybe I'm smarter than yeah. I thought. I Which I should. I, <laughs> I should, under no context, should I, I under no context should be thinking about that movie ever in my life. But um, yeah. any context or reason. Um, <clears throat> anyway, me being dumb. That's breaking news. I know, right? Anyway, it's okay. Like, we don't forgive you. Okay, cool. I'm used to it. Well, uh, um, hashtag back to Willow. Hashtag back to Willow. I was trying to get back. To, I was trying to bring. I was trying to come back to it. Anyway, knives out. Um, see, I'm doing it again. <laughs> um, knives is not played by Kelly Marie Tran. We know. I should probably go to a therapist. Uh, anyway, so. Um, you said it. Knives. 
<laughs> I think we all should. Everyone should. Yeah, everyone you said should. it, not me, my dude. <laughs> Knives is great. Knives is like it took me a while because I was trying to. I was um the movie's good at juxtap- uh, juxtap- juxtap- Can I talk? No. I'm just kidding. You can. It took me a while to come around to knives because I because the movie's good at juxtaposing from Scott's perspective, where I was just constantly like, "Dude, just dump her and apologize. Just dump her and apologize. You know what you have to do." I kept angling. I kept um doing it from that angle, and <clears throat> and like it wasn't until the end when she said that last line. I'm like. Where it all just rushed back to me. I'm like, whoa. It just hit me like a tidal wave. It's just like, oh, that's why she was in this. That's what they were doing. And it just hit me with a tidal wave. I know full circle when I see it. And uh, that was, whew. But yeah, Knives is excellent. This whole movie is just written so damn well. Yes, yes, it is. Like, just I said, I, I say this a lot. This film needs to go to like the, the Smithsonian. They need to study this. Just the nostalgia. Isn't, and this, the, movie, isn't this movie on the um, what call it, the Criterion Collection? Library, so. Library of Congress, maybe. Um, no, um, never in a million years. Uh, it might actually be. Um, uh, here he goes. I hear typing. Not as furiously as I do it. No, I, I don't really type furiously, to be honest. Here's me typing. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Sounds furious. Um, but, um, but yeah, it took, like I said, it took me a while to come back, to come around it. Knives until like the very end where she said that line. I'm like, oh, okay. I that was not my proudest moment, but um, yeah. Guess this whole movie, every character in this movie stands out from a dialogue perspective and just like I, I can remember almost each one of the each one of the uh, exes and one of and one of those one of the, those bosses didn't even say anything. And it was the twins. I'm like, and these guys stand out. It's like, this movie is just... God, now I gotta watch Baby Driver again. I gotta watch everything again. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think we... Have we said everything that needs to be said? It is not a part of the Library of Congress National, National Film Registry. That is a damn shame. Anyway, yeah, um, it's a damn shame. I think we could rate. It will eventually. Um, Smithsonian. A. I mean, this is an A. I, I, I don't even need to go for it further than that. I think I got to go with an A, too. I was going to get an A minus, but I'm like, that minus don't belong there. <laughs> this film's great. Yeah, I got to agree. A. A! Triple A! Like the battery. A. Like the uh, like the people who helped me uh, on the roadside assistance. Uh, um, 
So it's three A's. Have we all like is that the like Agreed. this can't be the first time we've all given the same grade? No, I don't think so. It can't be. There's no way. It's few and far between though. It is. Alright. Good wheel. Scott Pokemon vs. the World, go see it. Still think we should start on the bad wheel this week, but that's okay. I will accept no. I already said last week we were going to do the Goodwill. All right. I'm looking at the bad wheel. I should not be doing that. Goodwill. Um, add. Bad Google. Oops. Pull up the list, not the wheel. Okay, there we go. All right. Do we have any suggestions before we go? I'm going to pull up the... Whoops. Do we want serious suggestions or not serious suggestions? Elaborate. What do, you, what do you mean by elaborate? What do you mean? Like, ever is your like? It's the good wheel. Suggest a good movie. I mean, <laughs> that's why I asked serious or not serious. Are you saying comedy what or does drama? That mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you want me to give a real thing or do you want me to make a bad joke? Oh, you, don't, don't warn us that you're making a bad joke. Just make the bad joke. Just make the bad joke. Okay, Star Wars Christmas. That was a uh, terrible joke, and it's terribly overplayed now. You should stop. Now give us the real answer. I, I don't know. I, give me a minute. That was my bad joke. To the backlog. I'm going to say... Make a suggestion first. I'm going to say A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men? Yes. Oh, Alex, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me go through the backlog here. I got the. Me and Alex had a um a conversation last week. Okay. And a certain a couple about four movies came up in this. Actually, one uh, these were movies suggestion for the Curiosity Wheel, but I think I want to move one to the Good Wheel actually. Okay. This is one, Alex, I know you want to watch. I know I want to watch. I've seen it. Alex, I know you've seen it. But this is one specifically we want Chris to watch. Oh, God. Road to Perdition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where, does that, where do I even begin with that? Um, what? Road to Perdition. Yeah. Why does it sound like a Viggo Mortensen movie? It's a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, uh, I don't know if Viggo Birds No, that's Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is in it. So it is. It's directed by Sam Mendes, who did Skyfall, uh, Spectre, and he did Nineteen Seventeen. It is about Tom Hanks, who works for the mob, and his son. They are on the run, and uh, someone is trying to kill him. I believe Daniel Craig, and yep. it's just the father and son in the nineteen twenties trying to get out of this scrape. And it's really dark looking. It's actually pretty good though. It's. It's it's really good. It's a very good movie. Yeah, it has um, uh, Daniel Tucci in it. It has Daniel Craig, Jude Law, Paul Newman. Um, I do love Skyfall. Someone, if I remember correctly, played um, Al Capone in this. I can't remember. Um, Either I just remember it being very good. It's been a while, so really, it's a really good movie. Um. I wanted this on the Curiosity Wheel because I haven't seen it in a while, but thinking about it now, I think it's just probably good to watch on the Goodwill, and it probably fits on both, honestly. 
It certainly, it certainly deserves that, I think. So, I'm looking at the backlog here. This is what is under good. The Aviator. Okay. Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Taken One. Black Hawk Down. The Social Network. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee. Ew. And Grand Budapest Hotel. Ooh, I like Grand Budapest. I think Grand Budapest would probably fit better on the Curiosity Wheel, though, to be mildly honest. What do you think, Chris? JJ is a, a student of Spielberg, therefore I must go with Spielberg. I'm going to go with Minority Report. All right. Spin that wheel. Okay, Alex, hold on. Why a few good men? I think it's a really good courtroom drama. I think it's Tom Cruise, not an action movie, and it's by my favorite writer. McCory? No, not McCory. Hang on, let me guess. I'll never get it. Never mind. Who's that? Who is that? Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Sorkin. Ah. Ah. Mine's written by David Self. Mine's written by some Jew. Wow, thanks. <laughs> I just want to point out I'm offended, genuinely offended. I'm sorry. I, and I'm gonna take away your 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 rights to to like uh Steven Spielberg being him being a fellow Jew. You're not Steven Spielberg anymore. He has the Jewish people take that away from you. <laughs> you know you had it in you. <laughs> I think he's crying a little bit. I am. <laughs> I think he's crying because he, he, just, he just is so saddened by the fact that he can't watch him. <laughs> I genuinely am. I feel bad about that. That was bad. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. That was a really bad joke. <laughs> I've had a bad week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think Chris, is, I, I don't think Chris is, is in the point to be able to make a suggestion. I'm just going to... Let's go with a few good know. men. Let's go with that. What? But road a petition. No, we're going with a few good men. No, it I gotta make won- it up to you. Fine, we'll put on we'll put on Road to Perdition. That's fine. It won Best Cinematography <laughs> no, at the Academy Awards. I I, 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 the, I, the, I legit feel bad now. I agree. Road, road to Perdition is fine. Okay, Road to Perdition. <laughs> it's Sam Mendes anyway. I gotta I gotta give it to Zach. I'm sorry. Oh my god, this good, show's can this show is canceled. I can't put this on the air. <laughs> You sure, Chris? <laughs> oh my god, that was bad. You're fine. Uh, no, seriously, who was who was it written by? I'm just curious. I'm not uh, actually curious. We're not. I'm not wasting any more time. Uh, this episode's moving really quickly. Okay, Goodwill. I'll tell you, it was written by Frank Scott. Who wrote Logan? And it was written by John Cullen. So some Jew. 
<laughs> you lucked out, Chris. You lucked out. Oh this my time. god, I was right. I was right. I mean, he hasn't written anything no. like No. Crazy. That makes it that makes it worse. But he is just some Jew. <laughs> like I'm allowed to say it because I'm Jewish. He's just oh some god. guy who's Jewish. <laughs> I legit feel bad. I feel awful for that. That was bad. <laughs> oh god all right Good. honestly chris i'll just give you shit because it was a lot of fun but okay road to perdition just because i feel bad Love anyway good wheel is as follows looper mm-hmm. that has been on there since the beginning we've been going for two years guys so is the star wars christmas yeah. special yeah, these wheels are weird. God, we've been going for two years. We should have a... Never mind. Um, loop... Who gives a looper? Clueless. Mm, good movie. Uh, uh, the Incredibles. That's been on there from the beginning. Um, the Fifth Element. Lovely movie. Hardcore Henry. Please, God. Please. Man. Just something... Something simple and absolutely wacky. Um, did I just call Hardcore Henry simple? I'm losing it, guys. Can you can can you just carry the show on without me? Yeah, we'll I'm carry the go. show. Hey, guys, there's a lot of movies here. We're gonna we're gonna spin this wheel thing and we're gonna do it. Go, Chris. Okay, Looper, Clueless, The Incredibles. No, no, don't uh, off. Uh, just like spin the wheel. Fifth Element, Hardcore Henry, Heat. I'm just gonna keep going. Heat. Uh, um, Troll Hunter. Independence Day, Labyrinth, Gangs, Paprika, Night of the Hunter, The Rock, Argo, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? There's a lot of movies on here I've suggested. A lot of these are really good. Agreed. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Sounds like a fart. I got it. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Fuck. It's it gonna be. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. The next movie. The last good movie. The last good movie wheel spin of 2019. Uh... It has dictated that we watch. <gasps> the Incredibles. Lame. Oh. <laughs> I'm over a re-roll. We finally, we finally getting it off the wheel. <laughs> For what? Let's get it off the wheel. I agree. Let's watch it and get it off. We're getting Road to Perdition for it. Just think. Just endure this. And then three or four bad movies. Just think. Not even a door. Incredibles is good. It's just it's yeah, an it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. It's a better movie than Fantastic Four Stick and the Fantastic Four movies it before is. it. Well, if it makes you it feel better, literally, like those two movies are literally just terrible, though. So it's not yeah, saying much better by it's comparison. Not, it's saying much that it's a better movie. I know, but at least I'm stating the obvious. Instead of being wrong, like I just was. 
<clears throat> we get to grab Brad. Okay, just making sure. Okay. Uh, okay, Road to Perdition's on the good wheel. Lovely. All right, so next time, everybody, the last good movie spin. It has landed on the Incredibles. Just the first one. The first one. Um, if you guys want to watch the sequel, more more power to you. But uh, yeah. So, okay. and then after next week, it's nothing but bad until Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. Land, and if we end on the holiday on the holiday special, that's it. Like, what do you mean that's it? No, we're still going to ride Skywalker. No, okay. So, it means if, if we, we land on the holiday special, we stop everything until we watch it as three of us together as a group. Oh, okay. Yes. I am perfectly fine with no work getting done here. Until we see this movie together. Hilarious. <sighs> All right, The Incredibles. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Um, okay. Uh, it's a better Fantastic Four movie than any of the Fantastic Fours that have come out. Okay. It's not why it's the best thing to watch now. It actually kind of fits pretty well. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that's it. I've got nothing else for you guys, so... Later, everyone. Say goodbye, guys. Star Wars Christmas special. Boy! Ah. Bye. Blue milk. <laughs>